Hello, hello. My name is April Malone with Yes, I Work From Home, and this is the podcast. Today, I have Jill Devine in near St. Louis, uh, <laughs> uh, Missouri with me. Jill, come on in. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm so glad we were able to finally do this interview. We've um, we've both had to reschedule. <laughs> so here we are. Yeah. Busy life, busy moms. You know, it, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so Jill has been um, a radio personality and a podcast host for some time, and she kind of got forced into working from home um, during the pandemic. And we're going to talk a little bit about the downside of working from home. Um, So go ahead, Jill, go ahead and take it away. Go ahead and start at the beginning. Talk about what you've done in the past and then what happened in this past year. Okay. So I was in the radio business, like you said, uh, about a little over 20 years. And that actually came to an end December, 2019, not by my doing. And that's where the first taste of working from home came into play. And so what I want to say about that is just keep in mind that I went from a hundred to zero and I was not prepared for that at all. So while I was at the radio station, I had created my podcast, two kids in a career. And I knew that this was something that I was going to continue to do. It was something that was fairly new as far as the launch, it had been in development for a while. And so I knew that I was going to do that and I needed to figure out how. So also in the meantime, I have a two and a four-year-old, two little girls. And I remember going through these crazy emotions of, I have just lost my career And now what do I do? I wanted to spend time at home with my kids, but that also wasn't fulfilling to me. So what is happening? So finally, I kind of start getting into the groove. I create my business, Jill Divine Media. I figure out the podcast. I'm starting. I'm going to make this happen. This is my new reality. And then, as you know, this is like, I don't know if you hear this all the time and I hear it on my podcast and then the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) and everything changes. And so then my husband is home and, you know, honestly, that was really great when he was furloughed for, I think he was furloughed six weeks Cause we joked around about it. One time we went on a family walk and he said, you know, I thought I'd be a little bit more aggravated and agitated, but I'm not. And I said, I feel the same way. Um, But we did have to figure out a routine for me to still have time to work on my podcast, work on me, work on the business. So we were able to do that. We were able to kind of make sure that he had his time. I had my time, do the work, spend time as a family. Well, what I realized not until we got into it for a little bit, like the pandemic is that I felt okay with the pandemic at first, like with all the at-home orders, because I know this might sound weird, but I felt like I had a head start with everyone above everyone. Like people weren't at home working and I already was doing that. 
I would, mm-hmm. I had just completely shifted everything. And so I was doing that. So I almost felt like I was the nurturer to people when they were like, oh my gosh, this is driving me crazy. I can't do this. And I had already been there three months. Yeah. So that was kind of, I hate to say a bright spot, but it was like, I knew what was happening. I had a structure routine that was ripped from me and then I recreated it. And so now I under people, they kind of understood what I had went through in a way. Well, then when things started opening back up and I remember when my husband got notified that he would be going back to work, it rocked my world. Was that just six weeks? Yeah. He, I was trying to do the math. Um, and I believe it was six weeks. Maybe it was a little bit longer, but I'm, I think it was, it was either six to eight weeks. So yeah, a lot of people will be like, when things start to open it up a year later. (laughs) Right. Right. He was considered, I guess. So he, at that time worked for, uh, general motors. So everything went on hold, obviously, as we know with the car business, Mm -hmm. and then he was able to come back. Um, I'm not really sure that they considered them an essential worker, but anyway, he has since moved on to a different job because as we know with the car industry and the pandemic, it's a little crazy right now. So thank the Lord that he did get into (laughs) a job that is now essential. So yeah, that is a really good point. You're right. Like a year versus six to eight weeks. So he went back to work and then I find myself being a stay-at-home mom, which there's nothing wrong with that. And I like praise stay-at-home moms. It's not for me. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to be a mom and have a career all at home. Had your kids been in daycare pri- uh, previously? Yes. Yeah. And so their daycare, like every thing closed down, but closed down for good. Oh, yeah, there was, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation, April, but um, let's just say, I think the pandemic was a good excuse to go ahead and close down for good. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah, that was, so then there was no, there was nothing for them. All I knew was that place. And Are you in a smaller community? I know you said you're about 40 miles west of St. Louis. So are you in a yes. smaller town where it's not as many options? Uh, there are options. I mean, we are in the suburbs. I would say as far as options, where they were going was more designed um, with the curriculum of a school. And so mm-hmm. that was pretty important to me. Yeah. And then when we were looking at options, again, so much change and emotional. And so then... Yeah. Yeah. So that was a hard thing. Like, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do with our kids? Because for me, in order to have a career and have a profession, they can't be home with me. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that was, those were, those were some challenging times. And when I, when, you know, he was back at work, I had probably some of the lowest days in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. It was difficult. It was very, very difficult. 
So, so you didn't go through that right away in December when you switched no. jobs. You were busy I mean, with the holidays. You were just adjusting, yes. but you didn't have those low moments for another, what, five months? Yeah. I mean, I had emotional moments, I would say. Like, I didn't feel like my life was over because the career ended. I, I honestly thought that I would jump back into radio pretty quickly. I thought, okay. okay I know enough contacts that I believe I'm going to get back in quickly, whether that's part-time or full-time. So I wasn't really kind of worried about that at that point. I, I wasn't, I just, I was sad. It was an ego mm. blow. I mean, really when, when you don't get to do something you want to do because of somebody else, if that makes sense, like it's hard. It's a, it wasn't because I wasn't a hard worker. That was the challenging part. So that was more, you know, okay, I understand this happens. And in the radio business, it happens a lot. But um, that was also when each day went by and everything got longer. I was like, I think my radio career is done. But I also had the podcast. And so that kind of felt like it, obviously an extension of my radio career that I could keep that going. So then I still had my identity, so to speak. So yeah, that was, um, I felt more dark days once my husband went back to work and I was really trying to run a small business that I had just created brand new, take care of two little girls. And then I, I remember some people had sent me a text like, Hey, remember, like, be careful what you wish for. You wanted to be home with your girls. And I was like, that's, that's not, mm -mm, that's not good. (laughs) That's not helpful. (laughs) Not helpful at all. Um, I love my girls with all my being. It can drive me to tears right now, but I just, I am not meant to be their educator. That's not even the right word. Um, I'm just not, I am just not meant to be home with them all day long and not do something for myself. It's just not who I am. And there are women that that's who they are and that's what they knew that's what they wanted to be and that's what they wanted to do and that's what fills them up and I respect that and I would hope that those same women would respect what I want to do and yeah that was that was definitely difficult um during that time but then you know, things started to get a little bit better as far as things starting to open up on a very limited scale, as you know. And one of the things that happened during the pandemic, so the church that I belong to, uh, it's Messiah Lutheran in the same area that I'm, that I live, like in a suburb. We'd been going there since 2016, love everything about it. They had sent the congregation an email about these different meetings that you could go to virtually. 
And one of them was designed for women. It was called breathing room. And it was a four week, basically study Bible study with about 10 women. And, uh, when the email came in, I was like, yeah, I need this. It's like Tuesday nights, 8 PM, whatever. So I joined it and it was great. It was four weeks where I just took one night, an hour with some other women that I didn't even know, uh, talk a little, little Jesus and talk a little bit mom life and how, you know, it's crazy and everything. And I mentioned that because I believe that was the catalyst to where I am now. So fast forward, I think it was July, the woman of which year <laughs> of, uh, oh gosh. Yeah. 2020. What year are we okay. in April? 2021. So you're talking a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Again, your, your timeline was a little compressed compared to ours. I think that things started to open up in Missouri, maybe yes, or in your, in your region faster than we, our personal family like started to get out. So yeah, definitely. I mean the big joke and I, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but there are even further west from where we live, like COVID didn't exist, you would think. And we were very serious about it too. Like, okay, yeah. you know, that's that's not how we feel. And we're going to be making, safe. Missouri's making the news big time yeah. right now. They mm-hmm. have, it's yeah. worrisome. I, live, I lived in Springfield, Missouri. That's where I met my husband um, for a couple of years back in, right around the time of the recession, 2008, 2009, mm, 10. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and um, yeah, my, my friends, you know, are really affected right now in that area, especially because their hospitals are full. Yeah. It's national news. So yeah, I, exactly why I was, you know, joked about that because it's not a joke. It is here. Yeah. So yeah, that again, April, a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Um, but yeah, so July 2020, the woman who had done the breathing room, she sent me an, a message and said, uh, I was wondering if you could meet for coffee. I wanted to talk to you about the breathing room experience and community groups. And so our church has what are called community groups and community groups are groups of either couples or singles or men or women's groups, groups for every season of life, every age. And what they're designed to do is to help people grow spiritually and connect relationally. So you'll have a Bible study in there. You'll have a missional component about, you know, serving, you'll have social outings. It's just community. It's meant to be shared with others. I mean, life is meant to be shared with others. And so when we met, she said, you know, we're looking for a coach, a coach to help our leaders of community groups, keep them on track, keep them accountable, just help. And what you should know right now is you probably are assuming that I am a person who knows everything in regard to scripture and (laughs) I know all the stuff and that is so far from the truth. (laughs) Were you like, what do you even know? I'm like, (laughs) 
I don't know Bible verses. What are you talking about? Because my faith journey has been one of growth and development. I, that's something that I've been really passionate about working on. And so I am not, I don't feel the, the person I'm definitely not spiritually mature. I'm learning a lot. It's funny because I'll read something from the Bible. I'm like, did you guys know this? <laughs> and, and that my, my coworkers and they're like, we did, but they're great. I mean, they don't laugh at me when I come to them with questions. They're very, they want me to ask those questions. So anyway, yeah, yeah I was like, you want me to be a coach, but I don't understand. And she told me, she said, listen, you have all of the traits that we're looking for and your background and what you did, you have a presence in the community. You know how to talk to people. You are building relationships. It just makes sense. And so it was a very, very part-time position. And I said, why not? I want to get more involved in the church. I'll take it on. It wasn't requiring a lot of um, hours. So I was able to still do the podcast. And so I said, this, yes. This was a paid position? Yeah. I mean, very little pay. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, I'll Often when a church will approach you about an opportunity, it's yes. going to be volunteer. Yes. This was very, 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 very part-time, but yes, any, yeah, right. Like any dollar is better than you are 100% correct. Yes. We definitely look for volunteers, but this was um, a stipend position and um, it also felt like, okay, I am still hireable if that makes sense. Like somebody still wants me. Like I have, I I've, I've got something. So let's see. Were you going to be able to do any of this from home or were they expecting you to come into the church? It could be both because still at this time, all of our community groups were meeting virtually and that was a whole new thing too, because they were getting ready to launch a whole new set of groups, but it was going to be virtual. Or if you met in person, there were all kinds of social distancing uh, rules to follow and guidelines. So it was definitely a combo of both. Okay. And I guess at this time too, this, by the time all of this was happening, um, we had made the decision that we were going to send our four-year-old to school at, so our church also has a school. We were going to send her there for school. We couldn't send the youngest because they go by school age. So she wasn't two at the time. Um, so she, and, and they do two and up. So we were like, what are we going to do with her? I don't want to send her to a separate daycare because it's just, it's just too much. So we figured out a plan. Thankfully, we have wonderful friends and family um, in town and the family is unbelievable. But so thankfully between grandparents and aunts and best friends, we were able to work out a schedule with her, but also me where I could spend time home with her because then this would be our bonding time. Uh, yeah. 
the oldest, she would go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So we were able to kind of figure out that routine and what days I would work from home for the podcast and also for the church. And then the woman that got me into the whole shebang at church resigned and it was a natural fit for me to take her position, which it's a part-time position, but 29 hours part-time so oh. that, yeah, so that I can still have the ability to work on my podcast and do the, some stuff for the business and then do things for the church. And I'll tell you that at one point we were having a staff meeting when I was still in the coaching position and I just remember sitting there thinking, there's more for me here. I don't know mm. what it is, but there's more for me. And so now I'm in charge of all the community groups. And when you look at it, when you just actually kind of dive back and look at everything, it's like, that makes perfect sense because community groups are all about this relationship of I, I, helping one another. And that's something that I love to do. Even with my podcast, I always say, if I can just reach one person in this episode with who, whomever my guest is, one person, that is all that matters to me. It is yeah. not about numbers. It is not about number of downloads or anything like that. Just one person, because that one person, my gosh, what they can do. And then it just trickles. And mm. so it really has... Like, this is where I'm meant to be. I am meant to do this. I am meant to help people. I don't know if you're into Enneagrams and I'm only into them a little, like, I know I'm a type two. And I don't think I know mine. I, I think I have tried so many different uh, <laughs> yeah. personality type tests that right. I am like, I can't remember any of them now. My, we just had a big flash of thunder. My lights like flickered. <laughs> I was like, what was that? It's, it's rare in Arizona. So we mention it because it's so rare to have thunder. Oh, <laughs> oh well, um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't help you on that, on that front. <laughs> Tell me, um, did, did you actually retain the coaching as well? Yeah. So that kind of got built into the new, the new position. New yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So continue. Sorry. I interrupted you when you started oh, talking no. about. No. So I just realized like I am meant to help people. That's just what I want to do. That's what I'm mm -hmm. meant to do. So I have been super, super happy with being able to balance church and the podcast and my business um, and when I say super happy, meaning, okay, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. Do I still get stressed out about the different projects that I have? Of course. I mean, I don't want it to be easy. If it was easy, it wouldn't be challenging, at least for me. So I do have challenges, but I'm trying to figure it out. What was interesting to me though. So let me tell you that I typically work. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at the church. Thursdays, I usually just stay at home and work on my stuff. Fridays in the summertime are a little bit more relaxed. So I can do half and half or whatever it may be. I don't have to work every Sunday, but there are some Sundays that I work there. Okay. But go ahead. Do you have a question? Well, you can ask. I guess... 
a lot of times when people realize or find out that someone's doing a podcast, I don't think they realize how much time you're putting Ugh. into it. So when you're talking about working on the podcast on Thursday, we're talking a all while, day, right? Yeah. But then also in the evening during the week for like editing. Okay. And, and so that was what I was going to say is that when I had my job at the radio station, I hated the commute. I, I worked in the city. So we're talking an hour there. And then depending on traffic, if there's a wreck or whatever, I could, I mean, in bad weather, I, it's taken me three to four hours to get home. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. I hated that part of it. So it would, uh, it would show like, I would not get home. Sometimes I tried very, very hard at the end of my radio career to always leave by 4 PM, which still didn't get me home until five, five 30. Well, now with working where they're going to school, we're, we're done by three. I mean, I think we usually get there by 8.30. Again, I don't know all the times because we shifted the times for to meet COVID um, mm -hmm. standards and stuff like that. And so let's just say I'm there by 8.30. I can leave by 3. I can spend time at home with my family for a while, not rush to get dinner on the table or whatever, and then still have a little bit of time at home in the evening to work on some stuff with the podcast. Mm -hmm. So is your, is your younger one going to be old enough to attend that yes. uh, school now uh, this yes. summer? Yep. Yes. So she'll be going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, along with her sister. So that'll be oh, nice fun. too. Yeah. A little bit um, less running around. Right. Right. It's just, we're going to go to one place, <laughs> one place only. Um, what I realized though so things are going great. Everything's going good. You know, I'm getting into this new, a, a lot of change. Obviously everybody went through a lot of change in the last year, a uh, year and a half. I would say same for me. Last two years have been full of change and trying to adapt, but at Christmas time. So the church pretty much besides Sundays kind of shuts down for about two weeks after Christmas, you know, Christmas is kind of a big deal in the church. <laughs> and so <Yeah>. once that's <laughs> celebrated, it's like, okay, everybody kind of just chill out, go home, do your thing. Well, I found out about myself that that break caused a little bit of PTSD for me. Um, really? Yeah. I didn't embrace it. Like I thought I would like most people think, okay, I got a two week break. This is going to be great vacation, me, right? My husband was still working during that time. So it brought me back to that moment where oh. I was at home with the girls trying to maintain a career that now it's a, it's a couple steps forward than it was in April, May, whatever it was of 2020. Mm -hmm. And now I'm even further in the weeds and that sucked. It, yeah, it sucked. So basically it just brought you back to that place where you had been back in that time when you realized that you were going to be home with the kids all the time mm -hmm. and you just, it basically sucked you right back to where you were that dark spot. Yeah. And I know it sounds bad when you hear 
oh, you're going to be home with your kids. And that, that is tough to hear that and to say that because it's not them. It's, it's not them. It's me. I am not completely fulfilled as a person, as a woman, as whatever to be only in a career or to Mm -hmm. only be a mother. Like Mm -hmm. if you were to say, oh, you're not going to be a mother. That's not going to make me happy. I'm not, I mean, that does, I don't want just a career. So I, I, I guess I'm saying this over and over because there's so many, I hate to say that, that just people judge, but this is not about not loving my children. This mm-hmm. is about just actually thinking of myself and recognizing what the triggers are and what I need to be super happy. Mm-hmm. And now I understand some people, I, you know, I thought originally with being at home, like, oh my gosh, I can wear my pajamas all day. And, and that's, that didn't bother me. That's not what bothered me at all. Like I, like I have a best friend who loves to, she loves to put her makeup on and she loves to get dressed up for work that it has been hard for her to just be like, well, I'm just wearing my sweats. That's not my case. Like I could wear Adidas pants all day long, but I, when you are at home and you're forced at home and then you do get to go back into the office, I'm just, I guess I'm just a social person. I mean, I'm a, yeah. you know, an introvert in some ways, but I am fulfilled being around people. I think that as we grow older, that each of us learns more about ourselves. When I was 14 years old and 21 years old and even 29 years old, I always thought that I was going to be a stay-at-home mom, always. And, um, you know, because I didn't have kids until I was in my early 30s, I was in the workforce. And when we had kids, I stayed. And I never expected that. Um, And I always said, I never wanted to be a working mom. It just, I have to, because of, you know, circumstances. My husband was in grad school when we met and we both had master's degrees to pay off. (laughs) And, you know, it was kind of like whatever, you know, we were handed this plate and let's, you know, now we got to, you know, work to pay. So it's weird though, because now I'm in my early forties and we've had this conversation a few times. My husband is the one who actually desires to be the stay-at-home parent more than me. And I always thought that was going to be my lot in life. And I think I have just learned that if we ever had to decide, I'd probably be the one that works. If, you know, like if we could pick, like he makes more money than I do right now, but I was a breadwinner for many years um, while he was in school, of course, and kind of liked it. I don't know. I, I mean, it's a personality thing. So even though I work from home, Um, even though I'm, I'm the one that, you know, wrestles the kids with all of their activities and, you know, classes, I guess in the past year, I'm the one that still wants to work. Thank you for saying that. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I, I, because I, I I guess sometimes when you speak it out loud over and over, 
it sounds one way and you're not, that's not what it is. Like, so I'm so glad you said that to me. Um, And I don't know, maybe it is because of generations and we're still trying to, uh, I don't want to say accept because it is accepted, but it, it is, a, it's a different shift. Women are in leadership roles. Now women are running the businesses. And I think for some, that's very difficult to see and understand. And I guess that's why I just keep saying it's just it's just not in me to just fully take on the career path as a stay-at-home mom because that is a career. Holy moly. Like, I mean, that's again, like I said, I have had so much more respect for stay-at-home moms than I ever did before. Now, how old are your kids, April? They're also young, but a little bit older than yours. My baby is going into first grade now. So she's um, just about six. And then I've got one that just turned nine and another that's 10 and a half. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. But I had two babies. I mean, basically my first two were born 18 months apart. We met a little girl at the um, park last night. Um, we've been going out to the park after dark. Um, and there's one that's really well lit in our area and it's got lots of great equipment and swings, which my kids love. And usually because of the pandemic, we're doing like the extreme addition of social distancing. So we usually go when there's not anyone else there. And while the kids are playing a little, um, two-year-old, two and a half, almost three-year-old girl came with her mom. And I told her, I'm like, we're just going to kind of, you know, make sure we give a little space and, you know, the kids and they started, they learned the little girl's name started calling to her and talking with her. And, oh, where was I going with this? <laughs> I'm telling you this story. Um, it, was, it was actually really sweet because my five-year-old, when we got home, she started crying. And she she's like, I just, she was so cute. And I just wanted to play with her. And she was my friend. And I hope we meet her at the park again. And we realized, you know, they really haven't had, you know, their social interaction in the, the last year. And they're going to be going back to school in a few weeks. Um, and I'm like, well, in a few weeks, you're going to be at school every day with all of the kids. And there's going to be, you know, a big, a big change again. Jill, you're going to have to help me figure out where I was going with that story. Why was I talking about going to the park? Um, oh, dear. I'm not sure. April. I wish I could just like rewind. <laughs> and listen back. What happened in my brain? <laughs> um, maybe you were going to say that the kids also need and crave something like that's what I was getting from that like they they need and crave something besides their parents yeah and I mean it's also crazy too though and this is part of the whole motherhood journey though you're away from them and you want to be with them you're with them and you want to be away from them you know it's just it's it's constantly a struggle in that in that sense. But what I am trying to do now with this new role is, okay, the ability for me to be able to get them by 3 p.m. and go home versus 6 p.m. You have like an hour of each other. I don't want that at all, but I do want some extended time with them. And this is, this is allowing that for sure. 
But if I was at home all day working and they were here, there's no way I, I would be distracted and I wouldn't be able to do anything. And so I have to have the separation, you know, your, your podcast is about working from home and we've taken it. I've taken it <laughs> parenting and ah, all that. It's just, it often, it often does that because it's so meshed. I mean, like basically working from home, if you are a family person, you know, you basically have to juggle everything, you know, your kids, your work, your household responsibilities, all under the same roof. Did I say work? I did. Yeah. Um, now for you, you're juggling, um, a, a big schedule. Cause now you're in multiple different places too. Did you have in the past, did you have help around the house or were you just cramming, cramming all of that into the weekends? All on the weekends. And that's actually my husband's biggest gripe is he wants the weekends to be our time, our, our alone time, our family time, all of it. Mm-hmm. And I always say, well, when's stuff going to get done? Because it's easier to get done when the both of us are home and together. Oh, yeah. And so that is something we are really bad about trying to get things done during the week. Or what is it that we're going to get done during the week to mm-hmm. allow that time for just nothing time, basically. No worries at all on the weekends. And I don't have any advice on that. I mean, a lot of people will say hire a housekeeper, which hasn't been in our cards in this past, you know, life. Right. We're not in that (laughs) uh, opportunity right now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Oh, that would be amazing. mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. And some people are like, well, you can make it work. Just sacrifice in another area, you know, or, you know, just (laughs) use your, utilize your network. And I I know that works for a lot of people. Um, it sounds like you do have a network in the area, at least for like things like, um, grandparents. Did you say you have grandparents in the area? Yes. That is very helpful because I mean, every dollar counts, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also am respectful of their time as well. Like they Mm -hmm. are not the teachers. They are not babysitters. They are grandparents And I want them to still be able to have that and enjoy that time. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that there are times where it gets a little overwhelming, but I think they, you know, once the kids go home and they take a breath and then they realize, okay, this isn't going to always happen. I know my mom is getting a little sad now thinking about with the youngest going to school, you know, she's like, I'm not going to get as much time with her now. And that's the Mm -hmm. next step to soon. It they'll be in school five days a week. Yeah. So I try to, I try not to take advantage, but also let them have as much time as they possibly can right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to miss my kids when they go back to school. I'm still holding it a little bit like well, they'll probably go back to school full time and then immediately get exposed to COVID and have to quarantine. <laughs> like, so I'm like, you know, I'm like, please go to school, please, please, please. Um, and yeah, I'm going to definitely miss them when they're gone yeah. that much. Cause we've had a year and a half together, like 
nonstop. And thankfully for us, it's been good. Uh, but yeah, we are in each other's hair. <laughs> yep. 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 You, you get it. Yeah. And you're providing some perspective to me about how the length of time for you is, is different for me. I mean, I know <laughs> yes, you're not just counting my time and, and yeah. I, I understand that, but it does make me realize like, oh, we are fortunate that they were able to go or the, the oldest was able to go to school this past year. I mean, mm-hmm. that was no. big. Yeah. We had them home and we do not have grandparents here. So we have seen that the children haven't seen their grandparents in a year and a half, two years. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, so were there any like things that you did when you were fully at home, uh, that made it a little bit easier for you? I think that when my husband and I were both home having the dialogue of, okay, Mondays are your days to work Tuesdays, because even though he was furloughed, he still needed, you still need to have your time to do things. So then it would be like Tuesdays are your days, Wednesdays, family day, Thursdays, I'm working again. And then that, so we kind of created a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, it, it, everything got ripped upside down. So then when he went back to work, it became a, all right, you, after you get home from work, then you're going to do this for this amount of time and then whatever. I mean, it was kind of, we had a really loose schedule and that it worked, but one thing that, I mean, I joke around because during the pandemic, well, we're in a, still in a pandemic, but during the stay at home orders, you know, where there are lots of walks, lots of walks that happened and that helps, but just being able to take some time and say, okay, uh, now you need to do some yoga, Jill, or you need to do whatever it is. Um, just a little bit of time. I think one thing too, that I'm trying to learn even now is block scheduling, which I hear a lot about. And I, I joked around the other day with one of my coworkers. I said, I swear I've never been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, but I feel like that's happening to me now. Like I'll do something and start something and then I'll go to something else or get pulled away. And I just recently talked to someone about this um, on my podcast and she said, when you do that, it takes, I can't remember exactly what she said, but like 30 minutes for your brain to kind of readjust to the new task. And she goes, that's why people feel so mentally exhausted at the end of the day. And so that, that hit me like, okay, what do I need to do to say, all right, this is only happening from this time. Then I move to the next one. So Mm -hmm. that's my next, um, adventure to try to tackle? How does that happen? What do I do? How do I make sure that I'm juggling it? I have a little bit of a suggestion for you. Maybe you will like it. Um, cause I verbatim have said the exact same thing, even on the podcast. Like, I don't think I've, I've never been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, but oh my goodness, now that I have learned a lot more about it and have talked with adults who have it, 
Um, and especially seeing, you know, some of the behaviors of my own children, I'm like, this just, you know, I must've been, I must've had enough coping uh, mechanisms or, you know, able to suppress like certain things, but yeah, the focus thing is hard. Um, there is a website that I discovered recently It's called focus mate. Okay. And you log in, um, and you basically pick a time based off the 15 minute, you know, blocks. So at 10, 15 AM, I'm going to be in a focus session with another person and it lasts for 50 minutes. And when you come in, you both just say, Hey, what you working on? Um, and they'll tell you, you tell them. And then basically the, the timer will um, go off. It'll be like a little musical thing that happens after 50 minutes. And then you just say how to go. And so basically you're working side by side, kind of like zoom, you know, um, and you can see each other in the camera. If you just kind of like minimize your um, screens enough that you can see, you know, that other person working, um, you can see them on the camera. Some people will even keep their microphone on so that you can hear them working. Um, and then at the end, you just are accountable to be, you know, did you stay focused? That's the whole point. Like, or did you get distracted, which is what you're trying to avoid. And um, sometimes even in the chat box, I'll say, oh, I got distracted. I'm getting back on course, you know, and then you just complete. And so some people actually work their whole eight hour workday, uh, logged into Focusmate and just do one session after another to make sure that they're um, keeping on task. And it's, it's a helpful tool. I don't use it 80, you know, 40 hours a week or anything like that. Um, sometimes I'll just use it five hours a week or 10. Uh, but definitely if I'm finding myself, I have something I need to get done and I'm having a hard time getting to it. Something, maybe an undesired, an undesirable task, um, pulling up, um, old emails from my past to send to some law firm for <laughs> this thing I was, um, involved in. Um, I had a terrible property management company when we lived in Springfield, Missouri, and other people are suing them. And I, uh, I had plenty of evidence to share. So, um, but I didn't want to pull up the emails because it reminded me of that terrible dark right. time. Right. Um, yeah. So focus mate, actually, I even interviewed someone um, here on the podcast. I don't remember which episode it was, but it was Justin Higgins. And we actually had a focus mate session together. And at the end, he's like, cause I was telling him I was working on my podcast notes and he's like, what, uh, you know, what's your podcast called? Um, or what's it about? And I told him and he's like, I could be on that. <laughs> yeah. And I interviewed him the next day. It was really cool. So um, when yeah, you oh, go ahead, it's, it's $5 a month if you want unlimited, but they'll give you three hours a week free. So when you log in, do you say, Hey, this is what I'm working on. Yeah. So that you, okay. Yeah. And you actually type it as like, so that it shows up in your, I don't know, calendar. Like if you want to see what you've done in the past, it can show you, um, like I'll just say I'm working on podcast notes or I'm looking for a new guest or I'm cleaning up my email. Some people actually have a morning routine at the beginning of the day. They start their day by doing these so, so many tasks. And then they also will have like a end of day routine where they clean up their desk and they clean out their email and they shred their paper. Um, yeah, it's kind of a thing. Okay. I will definitely look at that. Really inexpensive. Actually, yeah. several people have told me, they're like, I can't believe they offer this service for so little. I would pay more for this service. Very good to know. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I also offer accountability for people. Um, but that is what I personally use. I like that. It's nice that. to have a human, a human touch. Um, I've done things before where you basically fill out a form every day. Um, and just say, did, did you do the thing you said you were going to do or not? You know, what distracted you? 
And that has personally helped me as well um, with things that even like weight loss. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I, focus is a, yeah. you are not alone. You are not alone in thinking, oh my goodness, I'm scattered. And I think when we're stressed, yeah. you know, or going through changes or especially with kids, you know, if they're in the home, they're going to be interrupting more often. And then you're going to take that time to have to try to get back on track. So that's common. Absolutely. And I try to tell myself too, with they're two and four, they require us 24 seven when they're around us. And so I, I find myself, sometimes I get frustrated, you know, I'll, I'll set them down to relax at the end of the day, like little routine where they might watch a little bit of a movie and then that's my time to read a book but then they get distracted and then they're talking to me and I'm like I can't I just want to read you know so um it is a very it's just part of that stage of life too I wanted to take a bath during those years and basically that didn't happen for like three years no they get in there (laughs) with you (laughs) um so I was asking you if there's anything that you did that made it a little bit easier to get through that time. Um, did you think of anything else? I think it's pretty simple, but lots of deep breaths, which I know sounds simple, but it's something that um, even now, like the girls this morning were doing something and I went to snap basically. And I said, I'm going to take a deep breath. And they both know what that means. They know that they Mm. need to take deep breaths too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that besides some of the other stuff that I was saying and and still learning, um, I have to spend more time in scripture. For me, I think that that's something that helps me stay grounded and grateful. Um, Mm. And I know not everyone is into that and I understand, but for me, that's something that it has to be a non-negotiable. Like I have to not have to, I want to. Mm Yeah, I grew up with um, a lot of free time because I was, um, when I say I grew up, like in my 20s, you know, before I got married, I had babies, I had a lot of free time. And so that could easily be a a part of my routine. Um, And then now, like every time, like you get away from not just like the reading, but also like the meditating and the just being quiet and listening type stuff, you know, um, every time you kind of come back to it after, you know, however long it's been for me, sometimes <laughs> weeks or months, sometimes right. as a kid, as a parent, my prayers are just like, help. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh yeah, <laughs> <Great>. exactly. <laughs> Appreciate that. You know, like, um, it, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be intense. And that's the other thing is you just, even gratitude journals, I need to get back into it. It doesn't have to be a long paragraph. It could be a simple, I am thankful for April inviting me to be on and talk. (laughs) I mean, that's just, you know, it's little things like that, that definitely, I think help with the mind as far as it going straight to disaster zone, basically. Well, and then, you know, when you finally do get back into it, then you're like, oh, man, I was good. missing this, you know, yeah. or like kind of like getting back into baths. I'm like, my baby is now six years old and she understands privacy. <laughs> right. So, or she's almost six. 
Um, and I'll be like, you know, I'm going to go take a bath. Nobody interrupt me. I, I need some downtime. And they're respecting that a little bit better than they had for the previous, you know, many years. Um, yeah. So once you get back into it, it's really nice. Um, you are now basically juggling. Do you feel like you're basically full-time between the two ventures that you have? You've got your, your church job and then this podcast stuff. Are you working more than 40 hours right now? Probably, probably so. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure that out. Um, here's kind of a sensitive question. <laughs> we can edit this out if you don't want to say it, but, um, you know, podcasts, some people monetize them straight off the bat and they are paid. Um, this one, I feel like I'm still putting money into it. Oh know? yes. I don't have any sponsors. I don't have any ads right now. Maybe that'll be, Hey, if you, uh, <laughs> if you are, <laughs> if you're interested, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely, you know, I would love it to be more self-sustaining, but where are you at with that, with the podcast? Same. I do have a couple of sponsors and in, in complete transparency, one of them is uh, basically a trade sponsor, which means that they're the business that helps or they're what they do. It's evoke creative and they helped build my website and help with the business plan and all of that. So okay. uh, it's basically trade for them, for them to get mentioned in the podcast for those services. Oh. And then, yeah. And then the other one is a real estate company locally that, um, the, yeah, they will sponsor it. And th that's just the other weird thing too, as you know, like, how do you sponsor? What's the dollar amount? How do you make that happen? Um, and I do, I tell people do do not go into podcasting to make the money. That's not what it is, but there's a little bit of extra, which I feel like helps pay for the podcast. We're not Good. buying clothes or uh, hiring mm -hmm. housekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it does help pay for the podcast. There's monetary things like you have to pay for your hosting. You have to pay yep. for, you know, the there's multiple expenses related to a podcast. So if you're thinking about going into podcasting, what it is really good for is building relationships, especially yes. if you're interviewing. I love this element. I have met some amazing people. I have actually approached a few of them afterward and been like, I like what you talked about. Could we, could we do that, <laughs> you know, together? And so I've actually, a few of them have been paid, um, that I've gone back and hired them for a little something. Or they've reached out to me, you know, to continue our conversation or something like that. It's 100%. Good. I yeah. agree with that. Like the community that you build here, it's just, it, it's unbelievable. And you get to learn about somebody else's story. Yeah. And sometimes listening to a story makes you go, okay, that whatever I experienced yesterday was pretty petty, you know? So hmm. I just, I, yeah, I, 100% agree with you on that. It's the community. So another thing I want to talk to you about is closets. It looks to me as though based <laughs> yes. on the, um, the video feed that I'm seeing right now, you might be in a closet. Is that true? It is true. You see, some I am also, clothes. I'm also in a closet. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because I interviewed someone recently and I told her, I'm like, I'm in a closet. And she's like, Oh, 
I, I had a feeling because podcasting, that's like the best place to record. Yeah. So I have, but I do because there's no windows um, and it's a small space. I do feel a need to get out. And yes. so I just spent part of my day out. And I was wondering if, you know, when you were home and working from home, were you spending a lot of time in the closet or were you just only recording or where do you record? I have shifted to the closet. And yeah. so it's just easier because like everything is set up here, the computer, it's just like, I don't want to move things and go. So yes, when I'm at home now, it has been shifted to the closet, which is a Do you think that joke. has, does that have anything to do with you feeling down when you were working from home? Do you think that it might, um, it definitely might. And I, I should probably think about that. I have the best lit closet, I think in Arizona, I have lots of lamps and lights. Some of them are like the sunlight, yes. um, you know, so you might need to think about brightening it up a little bit. And I'm not even okay. talking like for aesthetics, but for my mood, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, even to get like a happy light or something like that, you know, the, for the people that have seasonal affective disorder, um, or just try to do some of your other tasks at a different desk near a window maybe april you're pretty darn helpful <laughs> and i thought you were gonna do this right. <laughs> i've been working in the closet for three years <laughs> yeah this is this is good yes thank you i'm gonna have to look at those things yeah um it it does help me to just also just stretch out a little bit now i know if you're working from home when you've got toddlers in the room preschoolers um, that's a, a nice way to get away, to have some quiet. Um, yeah. one of my concerns when I see people like moving their laptops around is, um, you know, not being ergonomic. And yes. so like, I actually have an ergonomic pretty well, um, pretty good ergonomic sit- set up here in my office. I do feel like there's more areas I need to tweak because I still struggle. I actually was off, um, for the better part of two weeks, I didn't work as much. I had to travel unexpectedly and, um, and then when I came back, I just hadn't built up my schedule for that week. So I had, you know, I'm like, I told my husband, I'm like, man, I feel good. Like my back isn't hurting me and my arms aren't, I don't have headaches. <laughs> and I was like, oh, cause I haven't been working. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh. <laughs> so there's a trade-off there. Um, so if you do end up with a desk in an office and elsewhere, you know, especially when the kids are at school, you know, I think a lot of it is just be really cognizant of your positioning. Um, sometimes I put my feet up just to give my, my legs a different position. Um, you know, if I sit, if I go to my husband's desk when he's not there, I'll stand, he's got the sit stand and I'll just stand and get some work done. But then I have to be careful about my arms. So just be really mindful. If you switch positions, be like, is this hurting me? Am I getting headaches or my necks? you know, is my neck or my necks (laughs) (laughs) are my arms getting tired, you know, from the way that I'm holding the computer. So just be careful, but definitely change it up a little bit, especially once the kids are back in school, if you're working from home. Noted. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts? Do you want to let people know if there's a way that they could reach you if they want to talk to you? Yes, you can reach me at jilldevine.com and that has everything where you can get the podcast. You can actually listen to it there if you'd like, or if you are looking to connect on social media or whatever it is that you think is pretty there is interesting. So yeah, I like to send everybody to jilldevine.com. And I just, 
I'm just glad that one thing with you, April, when we were setting this up, that you appreciated that I wanted to talk about the downside of some of it. Like, it's really good to talk about all of the areas. And um, I really do hope that if there is someone listening right now that has a little bit of a similar story, just know that you're not alone. And I know that that's used so many times with people, but you're not alone. And also acknowledge your feelings. Don't suppress them because if you suppress them, it's going to just be harder in the end. Mm-hmm. And you, you've got this, you really yeah. do. Um, you really, you can do it. Just pay attention to yourself. Listen to your body, mm-hmm. listen to your mind. You're not alone. It's good to have a safe place where you can vent. Like you don't want to like complain to all of your friends and family all day long about everything. But like I am in a few mom groups, especially like on Facebook because I'm old. Um, no, you're that, not. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, it's like it's a safe place where you can be like, there's this one aspect of my life right now that is kind of sucky, um, you know can anyone relate? And I mean, it's not like a gripe fest because there's lots of positives and, you know, wins and, you know, success stories and, um, you know, mom moments or whatever you're going to call it in these kinds of groups, but it's good to have, you know, the full gamut. Absolutely. To be able to talk about the ups and the downs. Yeah. Um, can you just really briefly tell us what your podcast is about? Yeah. So my podcast is called two kids in a career and, It is about juggling home life and work life and parent life and these conversations that, you know, you don't really normally have or you haven't had or you didn't understand and you just kind of feel isolated. You can feel really super isolated. So that is what it is about where I will have conversations with individuals about the way that they're feeling, but it is also turned into a really beautiful thing where it is community and supporting one another and showing up for one another. So before, like if somebody wanted to talk about their business, I would think, well, why do they want to talk about their business? Well, listen, we're here to support one another. This is a business. And if my podcast introduces you to somebody that you connect with better on financial planning than the person you have, then so be it. There are so many options. There are so many different pools to jump into. So Mm -hmm. I always, it does always tie back into parenthood or career life and some of the struggles with that, but then other things that are happening. So yeah, that's, that's where it kind of started. It's still there. It still has those components, but then we just throw in a little bit of extra flavor, extra spice here and there with some other stuff. So cool. Well, thank you, Jill, for being here today. We appreciate that. And I think we should wrap it up. Anything else? That does it. Thank you, April. All right. This has been April Malone with Jill Devine and Yes, I Work From Home. And we'll see you next time.